<laughs> yeah, this really deepened our desire to contact the borders. <laughs> uh, that's going to be our intro. Hey, everybody, we've got a great one for you uh, this time around. Seth Clark. Yeah, one of my one of my favorite episodes to date. What an interesting guy and what a fun catch up it was just to see where he's at. And uh, he's just somebody I just I feel like I could have had another three or four hour conversation with him. Yeah, like prolific is the word that comes to mind. Even in high school, I felt like he was prolific. (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, funny, like I really connected with him. Uh, I felt like we had a connection in high school, but I always thought we were really different. But during this conversation, I really found out we're not that different from each other. We weren't, weren't that, different that from different it. We really had a great conversation. Yeah, it's like the uh, it's like a Hollywood tale or something. Um, <laughs> uh, there were a few things that we did find out. His high school crush. Yes, that's uh, and I'm. I'll just give a little teaser. It's someone that we've already done an episode on. Well, so look out! <laughs> stay tuned for that. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, and if the Boyers, if you're out there, we're we're looking for you, please. This really deepened our desire to contact Dave and Ben Boyer. So (laughs) Dave and Ben, if you're out there, (laughs) contact us at Crimson Sheen at gmail.com. Yeah. All right, everyone. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Jay Wilson. And I'm Joe Arner. And this is Crimson, Crimson Sheen. Sheen. Wow. That may have been our best. You think? I, what? That was, I mean, there's definitely been worse. All right. <laughs> I, I think we were way off, way off. And really? I, I'm a little self-conscious because of our guest well, here he has, today. Because He's got Jedi uh, ears. He, I mean, I knew him as the director. That basically, so we'll get to that in a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, so what's going on with you? Uh, not much. I just got my, uh, I just got my order in the mail. I haven't worn it yet, but I got my new Crimson Sheen t shirt, uh, which you, our loyal listeners, can go out and get if you, I don't know, I don't know why you'd want to, but if you do, if you want to support our show. If you just want to have something funny to wear or a good conversation piece, you can get T-shirts, you can get sweatshirts, you can get kid shirts, masks, mugs, anything. We put the picture's name on everything. Merchandising. I feel like I'm yogurt from Spaceballs. Uh, <laughs> Merchandising. <laughs> Crimson uh, Sheen, the flame flower. Um, the kids love it uh, so <laughs> what about <laughs> those are space balls references yeah we're going deep knows, some uh, mel brooks cuts here uh, <laughs> so uh so yeah if you want to dress your kid up in a crimson sheen shirt i mean i think that's appropriate for the holidays bring around the family uh yeah. it's a great uh uh discussion piece so do it yes get it i don't even have one you can get it before one of the hosts have one that's yeah. uh, there, there you go uh do i have to order one or is it is it like i mean i've already I, ordered you one so don't worry about it okay, so it's, <laughs> it's free <laughs> i gotta try everything out um 
So yeah, let's get to our, well, is there anything else? How's, how's life in Florida? You doing all right down there? How, did your pool? Yeah. The last time we checked, they were shooting your pool. Is that They shot the pool. They yeah. tiled it. Tiled uh, it. They tiled it. Yeah. So uh, they haven't put the floor down yet. I forget what it's called. Pebble rock or something, some crap mm-hmm. like that. Pebble and then rock. they put the, the, like the, the bricks around the outside. They got to yeah. do the. I, I, I have a problem, though, talking about this because because I talked to somebody and then and they were talking about somebody else. And they said, oh. uh, this guy was talking about the pool that he that he's building in his backyard. Like he <laughs> wanted to tell everybody that he was building a pool. I don't I'm not like that. I'm not doing that. I'm just yeah. telling you situations that are going on in my life. I, I'm not trying. It's a very modest <laughs> modest pool it's it's a, it's, it's a modestly it's, sized it's a, pool it's a three by five foot uh, can, hole in my ground in we the barely ground. fit in it it's, it's, it's just like a big puddle just keep downplaying it you stick your toes in it that's it okay so uh, uh i'm not that's like good. that you're in florida it's not like a thing if you got a pool in pennsylvania we'd be like whoa okay slow down but <laughs> if you get a pool in florida it's like every other house down there has a pool Right. I feel inadequate if I didn't have a pool, really. That's, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's lots of reasons to feel inadequate, but pool shouldn't be one. Of them. <laughs> um, Are you, is that a comment on me specifically? No, I'm just saying people in general. Okay, uh, Jay. All right. Well, you I, have I nothing to get, worry about. Jay. I think we get better move on from this. Okay. Uh, I'm super excited about our guest today. And I have so many memories of this guest uh he is uh and he's he's in new hampshire right now uh and you all remember him i don't see it's funny i don't know how to introduce him because there's so many facets to this individual that i remember uh he did so many different types of things so you may know him from concert band right you may know him as the director of the school play <laughs> you may know him as the star of the of the musicals that we we did you may know him as the the school board representative uh all was, of those different categories i mean just across the board and here he is seth clark thanks all right. so much for joining us hey, good to be here <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I don't know that anybody else knew that he was. I mean, like when you said that he was school board representative, I was like, oh, yeah, that was a thing that he did. But I'm pretty sure like 90 percent of the kids in our school had no clue we even had a school board representative. Like that's yeah, not I, a thing. I was supposed to be representing the student body, but I, I, I didn't apparently get the word out very well to the student body. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a strange role. Like, yeah. I'm trying to remember why I remember it. Uh, Did I run against you? Yeah. How did you get that role? Well, this is a funny thing. I I don't know actually that you you ran against me because you were you were pretty ingrained in the school or in the student body, uh, student council, right? Mm, Yeah. Um, But actually, Joe, this you know this brings up one of my memories of you. Uh, because I started out of the gates in that role uh, with a bit of fire. It was around the time of a dramatic like um, period with Bridget Kelly, you know, being suspended and then fired. And that yeah. was when my, my first day at the school board was going to be. And uh, my dad, being the political science guy, uh, kind of coached me through 
you know, how to handle the politics of the moment, uh, which included, you know, representing the students, not the various factions that were taking sides between the superintendents and, and the principal. And so uh, he coached me into writing this, uh, uh, you know, firebrand kind of uh, speech, which it turned out offended a few people. And I think one of them was may have been you and, and maybe uh, one of your parents. I don't know who, but that was a memory that popped into me. Yeah, I remember. Wow. I remember thinking that I had let you down somehow. But oh my no. god! <laughs> Wait a second. So so glad to start this with a little mea culpa from twenty how many years ago. No, no, no. <laughs> I so I don't remember the speech actually. I don't remember yeah. the speech. I do yeah. remember we went. So <laughs> this is what I remember. I remember we uh, so I was the president of the student council. And at the beginning of this, the year, uh, the, the student council um, year, we did like a team building day. There was a there was a park that we went to we, where we did trust falls and stuff like that. Was and that was that the trip out to Pittsburgh? No, not. It, it, no, I want to get to that, Seth, because okay, I don't remember okay. what that is, what that was. Good. <laughs> Maybe we can reconstruct it. <laughs> but we did like a like the whole student council went to some park where we did like oh. trust falls and a ropes course uh, and yes stuff yes like yes that. i was there uh that was the that was pope environmental center uh there was a rope course at the yeah pedc or something like that pope environmental education center yes seth i remember you because you, you were the editor of the mountaineer you uh -huh. wrote like uh, an opinion piece Oh. Did was student should student council be missing class? Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's what I that's what I remember, and then and then I start I yeah I and but I didn't do it in a in a in a good way. It was one of my biggest regrets in uh, of high school because I talked some trash about you uh, it, to some people, and then oh. it got back to you. And I, that, it was something I didn't handle it well at all. And, uh, oh. but I remember being like, come on, man, you're, <laughs> but that's what I remember. That's what I admired about you though, is that you, you had this, this activism in you that was, mm. and you, you should have, you, you definitely, you were in the right role with the, uh, with the school board. And at that time it was such a like fiery, time yeah, for yeah. the school board and the and the principal but i even remember like when walmart came in yeah. i think you wrote a you wrote a piece in the pocono record yeah uh and i was like whoa he's writing stuff for the pocono <laughs> record i'm just trying to get my picture in there he's writing pieces <laughs> <laughs> oh i think it was a, that was a letter to the editor but yeah that oh, was, okay that was uh <laughs> That was the start of sort of an awareness of urban planning. And again, kind of coached by my dad, you know, uh, he, he he's a prolific letter writer to the editor um, and not afraid to kind of, you know, point out uncomfortable truths to people. And so I think that was trying to live up to his expectations, right? <laughs> have you kind of maintained that righteous path throughout life or have you gone in one direction or another? Or? Some might say self-righteous, Jay, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's interesting you ask that, you know, uh, um, there's a, 
there's something about my growing up where, uh, you know, we were, uh, you know, just consciously peculiar, you know, kind of lived out in the woods, did our own thing. My parents were very serious about music and about gardening and about church and um, volunteerism and things, but didn't necessarily do all that well with connecting with circles of people and, and groups. And so, uh, being raised that way, you know, I mean, that that uh, firebrand speech to the the uh, school board is a good example where my dad, um, his basic gist was, if you go in there and uh, have a tirade all against the superintendent at the time, which was an easy position to take, he said, basically, the student, the school board and the superintendent won't, they'll just turn you off. They won't listen to you. Uh, but if you go in there and actually point out hypocrisy and, you know, fail faults on both sides, uh, in other words, and, and at the time it was that there was this sing, this one page ad that was in the Pocono record decrying this fault against uh, Dr. Kelly, but there was nobody, nobody had the courage to put their name on it, you know, I guess. Uh, right. And so um, he said, if you kind of point out faults on both sides and say, and uh, reason that the students deserve less drama, more focus on their education, um, that that would gain you some credibility. So that's what I did. I think, uh, yeah, that's that's a good question. Huh. Uh, speaking of your upbringing, uh, did you ever live on Brown Street? I did. How do you know that? Yeah, uh, that's where I was because, born. Because I was born on Brown Street. Whoa. What? <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's how. But so I remember going home uh, like in fourth grade and saying uh, there was this woman who came in and uh, showed us violins and stuff. I said yeah. that to my mom and I said her name and she was like, oh, I think she used to live right down the street from us. Wow. So our families used to live very close to each other. Now, I only lived in that house for like two weeks. I was born and then we moved okay. over to Chipperfield. Uh, I see. But I think they knew uh, and maybe it was before you were born. I don't know. I might be older or younger than you. I'm not sure. But uh, but maybe it was during that time, you know, uh, they, they they live right down the street from you. And I actually I have another story about your dad later on in life too i don't know if you know this no but we were we were in a play together oh yeah <laughs> what so was it a pocono lively arts play it was at the uh what is that the shawnee playhouse oh really which which play was it uh it was not a play that i'm proud of because it and it was <laughs> do you remember it jay i do I remember, remember it i don't remember it anything bad. about it but i remember going to see it it was like from the seventies and it was about like get trying to get out of taxes because, and like paying taxes and cross-dressing and things like that. It was, oh, very, wow. it was not PC. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned since then, Seth. but your dad was in it. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am. I didn't know. I don't know if I knew that. I wonder. Uh, huh. yeah, it was called love sex and the IRS. Uh, okay. And so we connected a little hey, with bit. with a title like that, how do you lose? Yeah. <laughs> Could be a reason why I don't know about that. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not proud of it. Maybe he wasn't proud of it either. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him so, a call after this. 
<laughs> so, so how long were you on Brown Street? I was probably four or five years old when we moved. And uh, so but all my siblings basically uh, grew up many more years there than I did. And then eventually my parents bought a piece of property out near Quiet Valley um, and developed, or developed that property and built a house up there in the woods. Actually, Jay, I should ask you, what is that area called? Is it, I mean, I, I, it's Hamilton Township, but what is that part of, of, of Strasburg? Because yeah, you're kind of on the other side there. You're, you're not quite in Scioto. You're like a little bit outside. I don't know what that would be. That's a good question. Yeah. Is it still Project? Cherry Valley? You might still be part of Cherry Valley. That may be. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But I remember going, I have memories of going to your house as a kid because we used to hang out in elementary school, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we both went to Hamilton. And yeah. I have I have very clear memories of going to your house. I always thought you had very cool woods around your house to play in. <laughs> like yeah. that, there was something yeah. about them that were just neat. And then yeah. uh, you also had these big grand pianos too, which were amazing that I always like loved to be around. Um, mm. So you were uh, musical at a young age? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So my mom had a, a violin studio there in the house. So there was always music playing uh, with students coming in and out. And, um, and she started us on instruments at an early age. In the Suzuki method, you start really young. So I was probably three or four um, when I started on violin and I went to piano and eventually settled on the cello. Um, which I played really all through, all the way up through high school. Mm -hmm. And I still do. Yeah. So you liked it. Yeah. How was that growing up? So I kind of remember going over to your house and children used to come to your house for lessons, right? So you had kind of kids coming in and out of the house all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Was that like, uh, what was that? Had that like, was, was that, did you like that? Or did you kind of think like, why are these people in my house or I liked it. Um, I knew why they were there for sure. Cause I was doing the same thing at somebody right. else's house, you know? Um, and, uh, the people, you know, parents of music students at that age are just really earnest and, you know, good people. And many of them were my age as well. So I knew them from school, mm-hmm. um, or I got to know their parents well, and still, uh, I consider them still, you know, um, positive influences in my early childhood. You know, some of those parents were, they knew our family very well as a result. And it was helpful to see how they loved my mom, you know, um, and knew her sort of as a professional, um, built respect in me, you know, for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was good. How many uh, siblings do you have? I'm the youngest of five. Oh, and okay. um, my brother and I are two years apart. And then there's a big gap and the older three siblings, uh, early memories of them was uh graduating high school and going to college so oh okay so, oh yeah a big I gr- gap. there's a large gap yeah well yeah there's six years between adam my next oldest brother and my next older brother nathan so okay adam, yeah. wasn't there there's a sharon is that one of your sisters i remember one of your sisters uh i have a heather and a kimberly oh my heather that's is, oh yeah, your wife's my wife's name is sharon right I, I think i may have met heather once or twice too she was yeah Maybe she came yeah. to some plays or something like that. Possibly. So you grew up basically in the house. It was just you and Adam then, right? Yeah. With, okay. You know, visits from older siblings at holidays and things. Right. 
Uh, we go to Hamilton. You liked Hamilton overall? Pretty good experience for you? I did. I, I was yeah. thinking back uh, about my experience there and just those were the those were good days of like riding the bus and uh, you know goofing off. I just had you know the good friends. Um, uh, I mean, you go way back, Jay. There's I, I played a lot with uh, David and Ben Boyer yeah. and Luke Luke Marsh. Yeah. Um, do you, Do you remember Jesse Stetler? Yeah, I keep in touch with him. Oh, you do? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, well, because he huh. he lives in Maine, but his sister was living in Boston for a little while. Uh, well, yeah. Coley was, and uh, yeah, no, I've and then there was a point where he was living in Stroudsburg too. Um, yeah, yeah. So briefly, yeah. he he was only there, as I recall, for a couple of years in elementary school. But um, yeah, he left in like after good. second grade. Which is, yeah. it's funny because my son's in third grade and I remember having like lots of good friends by second grade. And I don't think, yeah. well, I mean, COVID's thrown everything out of whack this year, but, uh, but we, yeah, like I remember having sleepovers and stuff and going over to people's houses at a pretty young age. We did a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, just getting lost, getting lost back in the woods, just right. turning around the place without a lot of parent supervision. Yeah. So much yeah. fun. I love that. Uh, uh, how about the Boyers? Uh, does anybody know where the Boyers are? I don't want to sound creepy, but I have looked and looked. I've, David, <laughs> if you're out there, I would love to reconnect with you. I've been so curious about your life. Yeah. Um, I just, I thought the world of their family. Um, I, en- I enjoyed those hours, those days playing over there at their house, that, that cool old stone house, you know? Yeah. It was like the, the parish. Home. And their mom always baked awesome stuff. Like she oh, always had she the, they the always nicest. had the best lunches and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were the yeah. sweetest guys. They were the greatest guys. They were really, really, really good. Really nice. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened to Dave or Ben. Like literally haven't seen him since high school. I know Dave went to if Penn anybody State. knows. Yeah. If anybody knows, us. get in touch because we want to find those guys. CrimsonSheen <laughs> at gmail.com. That's the right. Crimson Sheen at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So my memories of Seth in elementary school, like I said, we hung out. One thing that really stood out to me was, do you remember when uh, I think we did it in all the elementary schools, there would be some sort of art project and they would take the best ones and they would put them up like in the Stroud mall (laughs) or something like that. And you could go Uh to the Stroud and like the top three from every class from every elementary school would end up at the Stroud mall. Seth's without fail were always at the Stroud mall. Like, <laughs> and I remember thinking like, I mean, I wasn't like the worst artist, but I wasn't a good artist either. And I remember they'd say, okay, just draw a picture or something. So we draw a picture and everyone's drawings would look like, you know, a second graders picture. And then Seth would come in and all his like proportions were correct. And all of his lines were perfect and he had shading and there was some nice use of negative space. Like, I don't, I don't understand how he learned how to do that. <laughs> I remember thinking uh, it doesn't make any sense to me how somebody can be so much better than us at this one mm-hmm. thing. Is that something you just had or is that something like your mom made you work on or like, where did that come from? I mean, I, I probably worked on it just because I enjoyed it. That was something that I would just, you know, I had, I kept a sketchbook and, and, or, you know, there was a period where I, I went through just doing a lot of cartoons and sketches on every piece of paper I could find in the house. Um, but I think it's something that 
came pretty naturally. My mom was pretty artistic as well. Um, you know, and it was certainly something I, you know, got a lot of encouragement with, you know, if I did, if I did a sketch, um, that was particularly good, I just remember getting a lot of praise from it and that fed my little brain, you know, whatever chemical it needed to develop that in that direction. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I've always been blown away by that. Your mom was uh, musical, had the had the studio in the house. What did your dad do? So my dad for my entire life was a political science professor at ESU. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I came along, uh, they, my parents were 40 when I was born. So he was well established and uh, it was sort of just a given, but uh kind of cool that I only came into realizing in later life how um, the fact that he was a professor meant that he basically had summers off and the house projects and sort of family trips and everything that we did as a family were hugely, you know, made possible by that fact, you know, and something that the rest of us now working stiffs who have to count our vacation days, like they're, you know, gems in a jewelry box. You don't want to give up. Uh, we don't just can't relate, but right. it's pretty nice right, that way. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, my significant other is a, is a college professor as well. And uh, yeah, uh, that's how I, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, Man, I wish I and actually I've spent a good uh, couple of years trying to figure out how to get that get to that without actually yeah. getting a PhD. So <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. I don't yeah. want to do the work. Just give it to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, it has its downsides. I, I suppose it has its downsides too, you know, and academics is not an easy row to hoe, but um it has that yeah. one one benefit. That's what she keeps trying to tell me. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I, I want to say that your dad, so my dad went to ESU and was a poli sci major, and he's probably mm. about 10 years younger than I, I, I want to say that he may have been one of your dad's students at one point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he told me that, which I always thought that, mm-hmm. that was like, you think that all your dads are the same thing. So then when you hear that one of your dads was another one of your dad's teachers, it like kind of blew my mind at the moment, but okay. it makes total sense now. But when I was like, 10 that it didn't make sense to me at all yeah did did he ever come home ranting about this one student named bob mancuso <laughs> and was causing ruckus <laughs> it would have been very early not in his career. that i know yeah, that you <laughs> all right so hamilton and then we move into middle school and so we all went to the same middle school together and what do you remember about the middle school uh middle school I guess I, you know, a lot of things other people have said, you know, the the oddness of being in that uh, big open floor plan with no walls. I I have always uh, had a hard time with focusing in class. And so that wasn't the easiest thing. Um, I I do remember, uh, (laughs) this is a kind of funny detail to share that um, if, if you don't succeed, try trying try, try again when it comes to testing into the, uh, the gifted program, because, uh, I didn't take the test once, not twice, but I think three times my mom was, was quite convinced I was gifted (laughs) and whether, whether or not I ever passed the test or they just let me in, I will never know, but, uh, that, that was a turning point. I remember joining the gifted program, uh, 
well after the fact, years after you guys, uh, well, Jay was in it, I know. And, um, you know, everybody with friends and, and, you know, a routine well-known and things. And I was sort of the newcomer to that, but it was a turning point for me because the sorts of assignments and, and the sorts of kind of learning that we were uh, given to do was really right up my alley. I mean, uh, I remember Jay and I worked on uh, a video of um, of mice and men. That's right. A uh, couple of the pivotal scenes in that story of mice and men, and we that was oh a lot gosh. of fun. That was a lot of fun. I can't believe that I completely blanked that, but I do remember filming that. And I remember, yeah. it, like, I don't know. I remember thinking that this wasn't half bad. Like, what we did was decent. <laughs> who? No, who, it was fun to do. Who plays uh, Duncan? So who? Duncan. Duncan. It was Duncan played yeah. Lenny, right? Yeah. And who played mm. Squiggy? Is it, is it <laughs> no, Squiggy? Squiggy? What's the character's name? No, uh, it's, that's uh, Laverne and Shirley. That's Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> uh, George. George. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I played George. I mean, I don't know if if you ever saw it, Joe. We. Uh, we went down in the woods back behind like the, the lower fields, like way down there and found a stream yeah. and film and filmed it on some old camera. But then there was this production equipment in the basement of the middle school that had nobody used for a long time. That was like, uh, it was like an old, uh, news. Well, yeah, because we used to do the TV show down there too. Remember they used to have the, the, we used the gifted kids used to be able to do like a news program. It was called something. I don't remember, but we would go down there and film things, but you're right. We took stuff from there. And I remember there was a scene where I had to cry. Like I had just shot. It's it's Lenny, right? Yeah. My son, George and Lenny. And uh, like, I definitely, I mean, I wasn't pulling tears out in seventh grade. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't do that now. Um, but no, I think I remember like we like squirted water in my eyes and we got like the essential like <laughs> tear rolling down the, the cheek. Shot. Tear. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what was your role? What role did you play, Seth? I just filmed it. You I filmed, filmed it. Well, I suppose I directed it, uh, oh. but then and then edited it together. And it was a big thing. You know, my brother before me, um, had, I was always copying everything he did. And um, he was really good at, at editing music over top of video and things. And so that was sort of the fun for me was sitting down there in the basement of that and editing equipment and dubbing right. over the music and things. So, so it was really, it was really was pretty nerdy. You, before that though was really, so it was before this of mice and men experience that you had like this bug of putting these, these things together. Uh, performances and things like that. Yeah. Would you did describe that, it like I, that? The, a I bug? Did, like yeah. That? I, I did that with all of our Christmas, like home videos and things. I would like geek out over superimposing text and stupid stuff like that. Um, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> What's hilarious. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, all those 80s editing things now, you can like literally like they're the worst thing you can do on your phone. Like, Right. But back then, like if you could fade one picture like across the screen or something like that, yeah. that was yeah. like genius. It was brilliant. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah. Well, it gave me a sort of a bug for um, you know production, doing stuff uh, that was creative and sort of I don't know, and theater. You know. Was your brother, uh, your older brother, was it was Adam, right? Uh, yeah. And so was he a performer? Oh yeah. And so I want to say something that uh, that. Mr. Mel said about him. 
do you remember he was a really good performer right mm. and i want to say that mr mel said something like he was one of the most like mm. the the that he was the a natural at, at at acting or something like that well adam was a natural at acting but he didn't show much of it in high school uh he wasn't I think he played a chorus part in one of the um, in one of the shows when he was a freshman. But yeah. after that, he was so focused on his violin and then later the viola. I mean, my parents actually took him into into the city for for lessons. So it was really it was kind of his whole life. Um, mm-hmm. And then later, when, when he, he actually he transferred out his senior year and, and finished his senior year at ESU. Um, and <clears throat> while he was there, he, um, uh, did a play with the university and showed it, you know, I, he really was very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much theater he's done since then. Not a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had the mice the mice and men thing. I also <laughs> tested for the gifted program, did not get in. I, most of the questions I a- answered, uh, I don't know. I remember one specific, one specific question was, uh, can you, it was something like, can you explain to me what taxes are? And I was in seventh grade <laughs> and I had no idea. I was like, I don't know what tax, taxes are. <laughs> uh, I just didn't, I wasn't aware, like, and I, I, I guarantee you, probably at that age were aware of what taxes were with your dad and uh, political science and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, Uh, I remember the, this test where you had to put puzzles together or something and they timed you. And by the third time I was getting pretty good at it. (laughs) (laughs) You had a lot of practice. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So you have this experience of the gifted program, which is positive experience, especially putting together were you ever in sure. the plays in uh, uh oh, we yeah. talked about this before like pirates yeah. of Penzance and uh hms, HMS I, was in, I was in hms pinafore yeah i don't remember pirates of penzance um i don't know where i would have been at that point one of them got canceled uh, according to heather stevens like we did one the other one got canceled i think uh, we're in eighth grade it got canceled be. but when we were in seventh grade you had a role yeah. in that and i can't remember yeah. who you played it's escaping me well, I've clearly. So were you excited to get to high school? Then? Were you excited to get to high school? Yeah. Oh, Wait yeah. a second. I got a middle school story. I don't want to skip oh, over this it. one because okay, it's go, just go. coming <laughs> back to me. Uh, in middle school, uh, the first person I kissed in middle school was Jamie Greger. Right. And yeah. it was like the first kiss. It was a ter- it was just a terrible, weird thing. Right. And I remember <laughs> I, like maybe a year or two later, Seth dating Jamie. And Seth saying to me, Jay, I kissed her. Didn't you teach her anything? She's terrible. And I'm like, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm in seventh grade. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I knew oh. it. I knew it. I knew this would happen. Uh, that sounds but, like a terrible thing to say. Uh, any I, comments. No. Jamie, I, I, don't, I don't have any recollection of saying that. <laughs> so you dated jamie gregor in in middle school or dated or were like i don't know going out i think is what yeah. we call it, we used right? to say going out i think it was pretty brief i i my room my recollection is that jamie and jay were an off and off 
off and on again thing for quite some time, but I think I was just one little rebound uh, moment. <laughs> and it sounds like I didn't deserve her. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, I, uh... I although I do have one funny memory about uh, Jamie and and Jay. Um, there was one day we were in class and we were we were doing some kind of acting unit in uh, in was Miss Carrig's class, and uh, we were supposed to write down uh, words on little slips of paper, and then hand it up to whoever's the actor. And they were supposed to act out that particular um, emotion. And Jay and I sat there. Uh, I don't remember whether we thought we were really funny about this or whatever, but we wrote the word aroused. <laughs> and Jamie was the actor who was supposed to act it out. Oh. And clearly she understood the implications better than I did about what that word meant uh, because she, she handed it right to Mrs. Carrig. Who gave you one of those looks? You know, Jay, the look. Yeah, she, yeah. Just, she like, <laughs> just. <laughs> Why did we do that? Why do we do those things? <laughs> I, in my, in my defense, I was thinking more in the terms of like arousing your anger, or <laughs> <laughs> only later did I realize what. A... Uh, and you mentioned Miss Miss Carrig. Uh... So we, yeah. I got to know Miss Carrick later on in life too through Denny and Jay, yeah. Jay and Denny and Bob and and uh, Denny's Mary. sister Mary. Um, they all four of them own the Deerhead now. So, oh. uh, so I used to see. I worked at the Deerhead, and I used to see uh, see Jan in there, and we became yeah. uh, good friends. I, I I really really like her. Good good. She person. was the coolest. Yeah. yeah. Talk about yeah. a teacher who just made you, you know, didn't talk down to you. You know, she treated you like you were uh, a young adult, which mm -hmm. helps you. Yeah. Helps and you the grow. material on the product, I mean, I kind of forget about this, but yeah, I mean, the stuff we used to get to do was incredible. Like yeah. we would, we had a whole unit on Shakespeare. Nobody was doing Shakespeare in seventh grade. We just read those plays forever. We, we yeah. made multiple movies. Yeah. Uh, we made that. The, the, the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, I think. Yeah, we did that. We did another one with uh, it was like a, a clue who done it kind of thing. I don't know if maybe you weren't yeah. quite there for that one. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, like I had a project where I went had to go. I, I, I carved something like a sculpture that was like just a, <laughs> like it was from medieval yeah. times. And I got to make a dragon out of a block of wood. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a few uh, memories from middle school now that we're talking about it. Uh, Seth, right. And they come they actually I've mentioned them before in these podcasts and I want to just corroborate them with you, Seth. Uh, do you remember me making faces at you while you sang the national anthem? Oh, that's right. That story came up. I heard I, I heard that on another episode. I don't remember that. Um, but, you know, with all eyes on me, I probably was pretty uh, distracted. I don't know, but, you know. You were you, but you sang the national anthem at some kind of event, correct? That does ring a bell, yeah. And you probably sang it with Jamie Greger. Yeah, possibly. Okay. All right, all right, good. I'm going to mark that you know, as corroborated. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we have another Seth story that's in an episode that hasn't been out yet, actually. Yeah. yeah uh, so Jay, you don't want to bring this up? Yeah, I'll bring it up. Do you remember Mr. Ballas losing his cool and flipping that table? Yes, I do. I do. 
that made an, an indelible mark on my uh, childhood. Holy cow. So wait, who? Oh, I guess I'll wait and listen for the episode where that comes up. I'm curious. Uh, yeah, How do you remember so, that event? Again, going back to my upbringing where, you know, my parents kind of modeled for me uh, 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 a willingness sometimes to be that maverick kind of and speak truth to, uh, to power or whatever. Right. Uh, there was one day where I was just falling way behind uh, and it, you know, ballast was just racing through the the lesson and um and i just felt like his i don't know i felt like something was wrong with him not with me (laughs) and uh and i raised my hand and asked him to slow down and to repeat or to you know i think i think i gave him a, a honestly a good signal that you know i was floundering a little bit Mm-hmm. And he just kind of gave sort of a half-assed explanation, uh, but didn't really, wasn't really uh, trying to reach me. And uh, as I recall it, I said something like, you know, that's the problem. You're going so fast. I can't, uh, you know, none of us can follow it or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all I remember about that exchange, except that there was a... <laughs> He, he, uh, he said, that's my problem. That's your problem. Get the hell out of my face. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, when something's, you know, because there were no walls, you just heard the entire floor, all other classes everywhere, just go silent like that. Right. (laughs) And, uh, he sent me straight out and I walked to the principal's office and I remember, uh, I remember actually hearing whispered voices because as soon as you leave that space and you start walking and everybody is like listening, people are looking through the gaps in the walls and they're like, right. Seth, that was, for, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. And I heard that, I heard that later, uh, man, it's, it's funny you bring this up and I didn't think of it myself, but because uh, it made such an impression. Obviously, I remember so many details, but I heard that later after the bell rang and class left, I heard he picked up a chair and threw it at the blackboard. So how he didn't get fired after all that, I don't know. But (laughs) I was in the class. I remember him. I mean, again, memories are a little bit fuzzy, but I have a memory of what I remember most is that there was a cup of coffee on a table that when he kind of flipped this table over. The cup of coffee like oh, went somewhere that's right that's right yeah. he flipped the table over when i was in the room that's right okay yeah that's right maybe uh, that's what it was it was wow. thornton who threw the chair at me in in high school oh really what were yeah. you doing i felt i had fallen asleep in his class and he lost his mind he got very upset really yeah <laughs> i i i would fall in asleep in his class because it was right after lunch and i would eat a big lunch and it was same thing yeah it, it was on the west side of the building and there was sunlight coming in so you had this bright glare on your eyes yes and then him and in honesty he was one of the most animated excited history teachers i loved him yes i freaking awesome teacher but i could not for the life of me stay awake that's just that was my exact of the time problem of day. 
Yes, I can't believe yeah, that was Jay's. Wow. That's Jay's excuse. That's that's what oh, he but he reacted so badly to you. That's that's wait, that's you a shame. were so you weren't in the class where he threw the test. Okay, but you were in another I, class where you fell asleep. I I may have been, but I could have slept through it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, you mentioned I don't know how he didn't get fired or whatever. I mean, I remember there were a lot of incidents uh, where I think of them now and I go how yeah. did these people keep their jobs yeah uh one in particular and i don't want to mm. speak ill but uh, a particular giant gym teacher that we had <laughs> i mean he yeah. laid his hands on people i mean that was that was yeah. rough stuff yeah skills for adolescence trailers you remember those oh yeah I, I imagine that uh, some people's careers ended just in time because if they had stayed around many more years or decades, they would have had a messy ending. <laughs> yeah, I remember he shook. What was the kid's name? Jojo. Jojo. Yeah. And he shook him really. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. Yeah. Slapped the kid. Oh my goodness! It was, it was rough stuff. Anyway, I think that's all my corroboration stories I have for <laughs> okay. middle school. Uh, should we move on to high school? Yes, let's. Big picture, Seth, was high school a good experience for you? Or do you think fondly of it? Or do you... I like, do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, you know, it, it started out much more uh, exciting uh, than it ended, I would think. Um, you know, I, I, I never uh, participated as much in the party scene. Um, you know, if I went to football games and things, I would, I would pretty much go home afterwards. Um, but earlier on, like freshman year, I was in the band and that got me socializing a lot. And, and because of the way band mixes you, I, most of my friends, um, uh, were in the class directly above us, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, it was kind of a, a ride. And plus, uh, I used to carpool with Rob Throne, who lived down the street from me, and he was a year above us, uh, maybe two years, actually. And so that got me in with a lot of his friends, just by virtue of the fact that he was giving me a ride home. Uh, and that was fun. Um, and then, you know, um, after, so I did a freshman year of the band, and then I, I got into show choir. Uh, I don't know what, what year, maybe freshman year, but or sophomore year. But that was the other big sort of time sort of social outlet and time commitment for me. I didn't play any sports. Uh, and um, I remember you I being didn't... pretty athletic, though. It's just you probably had it just wasn't something you were into. Like because you used to play stuff like we used to run around and stuff. I feel like. Yeah, well, I used to love in middle in middle school, I actually played soccer. Uh, Mr. Right. Droob's, uh soccer team. But that was like a year, maybe two. I don't, yeah, my, I didn't have a whole lot of support court uh or my parents weren't all that invested in sports you know if they came it was just to pick me up at after after the game they never really came and sat in a stance mm-hmm. so you kind of and and music really began to take up more time and certainly theater was where my real the heart my heart was so uh, I got to tell you, Seth, this is really refreshing because it presents no opportunity for Jay to talk about football. So I was not <laughs> going to bring up very, football. Very but now excited. that we're on the subject, <laughs> let me tell you about the Lee Heighton game. I got to say, I, I will now I, I will now confess to, you know, uh, years of admiring how how accomplished Jay was both in classroom and in. Well, I don't know if you consider it in classroom, but you, you were 
clearly bright and talented in school, but also out on the football field. And uh, I had a lot of jealousy about that, Jay. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? Wow. Yeah. Listen, Seth, that's he doesn't amazing. Need this. He, does he doesn't not need, that. need this. No, no. <laughs> he, he thinks very highly of himself already, Seth. You don't have to. <laughs> it's, wow. Well, I don't, I mean, you were, I, I think of you as like the most talented person that we went to school with as far as like, just uh, different uh, talents different, yeah, different talents. talents yeah 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 oh that's nice uh what did you play when you so you, when you said you were in the band you were in marching band yeah so i again taking a page out of my brother's book um joining the band in high school was like a tactical move to meet a lot of people right but i didn't play an instrument you could march with not so the cello. I was in, right. You can't with a cello. Um, so I was, in the, I, I joined the sideline and learned how to play a variety of percussion instruments, uh, which okay. uh, that was, that was actually a, a really interesting experience for a few reasons. Um, you know, learning a new instrument, that was fine. I never, never was very good at it, but anybody who passed under Mr. Ostell's direction, um, had you know that was a growing experience because he was he was uh all business obviously um and uh that was the year we went to giant stadium so that was a great experience out in the bitter cold playing out there on that field that was really cool to be a part of i also really um i think i want to give a shout out to a really dear friend who i think of often who's actually passed away from a tragic accident uh colleen kilker uh was just the most really um wonderful wonderful influences in my life uh at that time actually yeah well just to speak about her briefly she she had palsy of some sort and didn't mm -hmm. have complete control of her body if you if you knew her but such a genuinely good person to her core and we just had the greatest time uh on the sideline and not just playing, but hauling all the stuff out there in kind of a rush at halftime. You had to bring it all out because that we occupied the place where you guys stood as a, as the team on the sideline, you know. So it had to get out there quick and then haul it back out right. uh, really quick so you could take the field again. Um, and then Donna, um, I'm forgetting her last name now, but she, who passed away? Schweinberg. Uh, yeah, Donna Schweinberg. She, my one... Uh, crazy memory of that year when she passed away is that she actually offered me a ride home the very day that she she had that car accident oh, wow and, um just by luck i had already had a ride arranged with someone else and made a big impression she she was also just heart of gold really wonderful to anybody it didn't matter which class you were in uh which you know how old you were or anything she's just really wonderful person what a loss yeah, I remember her for that too. Yeah, just yeah. super friendly, uh, and she was a senior, correct? When yeah. we were, freshmen. she was the drum. She was the drum major when I was a freshman. Okay. okay. Wow. I mean, wow. That must have been left a mark on you to to go to go. I could have I could have been with her. I had a couple of experiences like that in my life. Um, just amazing close calls. Um, but yeah, she. Uh, you know, she had she had more. I knew her more almost like celebrity because she was a senior and the drum major. But I just remember her being really kind to me. And the fact that she even offered me a ride was, you know, kind of amazing. Evident evidence of that. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Seth, remind me, I know Colleen went to Hamilton with us, but she had a sister, Megan, too? Was yeah. She, yeah, she did. Was Megan our year? Uh, she may have been a year younger, I think. Okay. I think so. Yeah. I knew the Kilkers for a long time because they were a Suzuki family who came to my house all the time. And um, Actually, I think her mom is running for school board or may have. I don't know. The election was probably this week. I don't know if she made it or not. Yeah. Your dad was on the board for a while, too. Is he still on it? He still is. Yeah, he's got two more years. Um, and that's been sort of his retirement, right. know, keeping his mind sharp. Sure. Um, yeah. So you get to high school, you're in the marching band. Uh, you're starting to make, sounds like an amazing group of friends, like uh, yeah, lots of different classes, upperclassmen. You find yourself, I want to go into a little bit of show choir. How, how did you... Did you even know about show choir? So this was something, or did somebody say, Hey, you should try out for this. Or you were like, when yeah. I get to high school, this is what I'm doing. So um, again, youngest child, uh, uh, I idolized my siblings and uh, my oldest sister was in the show choir. She's 13 years older than me. Mm -hmm. um, but I just have early memories of going as a kid and seeing her up there and dancing and singing. And they would sing, go tell it on the mountain right. at Christmas time. And it just was the coolest. And uh, I just remember oh, they sang Fruitcake. This, I don't know. Show choir <laughs> favorites. So right. Show choir standards. But so, yeah. And then my brother Adam also was in show choir as well. And just, you know, if you're a geeky uh, music nerd like I was and, and they were, <laughs> it was the thing to do. Although looking back on it, I'm sure I'd be chagrined to, uh, to see all the dorky things we did. I remember going to the show choir show and I remember specifically go tell it on the mountain, the, the number yeah. go tell it. I'm thinking it's wow, great. It sounds really great. Yeah. Well, the songs that were really fun to do, you, we sang better. <laughs> um, <laughs> who was else? So there was a time actually when a lot of our Hamilton friends, uh, well, at least David, Ben and Luke Marsh were, uh, were in show choir. To be honest, I actually got a little, when I got to be a junior, just as they were coming into show choir, mm -hmm. I stepped away from it because I got so psyched out by Mr. Avino's term paper. Um, you know, back to that oh, wow. difficult time focusing on, on academic things, uh, that term paper and all the, the lore about how difficult it is really psyched me out. So I actually, I quit the show choir mid, mid year. Um, which they could do. You, I, I felt like I could do because there was, there was always an alternate, mm -hmm. but, um, it sent ripples a little bit and I felt really bad. Miss Talbot and Billy Kubiak, uh, and I think Mrs. Lee, cause yeah, yeah Janice Lee, they all kind of sat me down, um, and kind of like, are you sure about this? You know, <laughs> kind of, right. but I went ahead with it. Um, and my parents were, that was sort of the rockiest time for their marriage too, before they divorced. So um, it was a bit of self-preservation to kind of just pare things down a little. Right. Uh, you, to, yeah. Let me ask you, Seth, have you ever, so uh, you said, I, I don't remember the words that you said, but you were kind of like worked up about this term paper and everything that you were doing yeah. at the time. Right. So like, uh, and then you made a very kind of level decision about it. Have you always been kind of like that? Is that how you handle uh, mm. crises where you kind of go, well, 
how am I going to pare this down? And I need to make a hard decision. Yeah. Uh, no, I would say no, I, but I do have a talent for getting in over my head uh, and then <laughs> and then like checking for the emergency exits, you know, <laughs> and bailing. Um, you know, it, it, I don't know whether at that point we were already doing the dining room right, or or what, but at that point, the excitement of show choir had kind of worn out. It's a very repetitive gig, you know, that. Mm-hmm. Year after year, uh, we, we often did repeated songs that we had done not two years ago. Um, and you, 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 they take you around and you perform for enough senior centers and enough Christmas concerts. And yeah, yeah it, just, it just didn't it didn't have as much excitement. Whereas theater, it was a different show every year. Um, right. And uh, and then I, toward the end of high school, I was into uh, I, w- I was the editor for the I can't remember what the paper was called. The Mountaineer. Mountaineer. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Sorry, Mr. Mel. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And uh, so that occupied a lot of time. That's still going, Mountaineer. I I, I run with Mr. Sabrinsky whenever I'm home. Uh, Oh, really? We're good buddies. Yeah. So. Give uh, a hello from me. He was, he, talk about just a good hearted, genuine guy. Yeah, he's great. Uh, still is yeah he's just awesome he's a great guy he actually he sent me within the last year he was going through stuff in his classroom and he found a poem that you and i collectively wrote and he texted it to me do you remember this (laughs) no not at all we wrote a very horrible poem called clams and corona based off of your like experience uh waiting tables at maritas (laughs) weird yeah huh. but it was like we had to collectively write it for i think uh i don't know if it was like creative writing one of the, one of mel's classes this is reminding me that uh you know i so for anybody who didn't know uh i grew up and still am a, a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints i'm mormon right. and we're teetotal we're teetotalers right right so that's why i wasn't at those parties uh uh so much after football games because i didn't drink in that you know but I distinctly recall steering some of my uh, some of my article, my English essays and things uh, in the direction of involving alcohol, because I knew that Mr. Mel did drink. <laughs> <laughs> smart, smart. I, 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 uh, I remember there. steering. Yeah. So how I, did you know during, he drank, pray tell? Uh, this will be a section you're going to want to cut out i think (laughs) so you you specifically got that information you would would hone your articles or your your essays in that direction i you always play to your audience or play to your judge. Right. So, you go, uh, yeah. I, I did pretty well in his class. Uh, no, I don't know. Um, I feel like you guys probably like you guys ended up getting the same. Like, didn't he have occasionally take you guys to New York city or anything? Yeah. There were some trips to see theater stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose it was out on those trips that I got the sense yeah. that he, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I had a quick question. Were you, so you go, you grew up in the church of Latter-day Saints. Was that always like from like elementary school on, or was that something that happened later? Cause I don't remember, like, I remember first learning about that maybe in like senior year of high school, but was yeah. that, did I miss, did I just miss it the whole time or? Yeah, you missed it. Uh, but yeah. not because I, not because I wore it on my sleeve. Um, you know, uh, in my mind, it was just another thing that made us peculiar as a family. And so I, I would very frequently play that down. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, my parents were both born uh, in the church and uh, they actually were kind of movers and shakers back in Eastern Pennsylvania. It's a volunteer kind of organization. So there's no paid clergy. And uh-huh. um, the, so it's all run by, by people who also have their day jobs. And while my dad was, you know, the professor at the university, he also happened to be the bishop of our congregation for some years. Um, And then, you know, the torch gets passed to somebody else. And, you know, so no, my, my parents were really um, actively involved. And at the time, you know, it's a, it's a very tight knit community that looks after each other. And no matter how far spread the, the membership of that particular church or community is, you know, you get in the car and drive and go see people. And so life was dominated by that. And then in high school, Mormon kids do seminary, which is effectively a, an early morning class you do where you study scriptures before you go to school. Yeah. And I remember I that, that part. Yeah. You went yeah. to something very early every day. Yeah. Started like 6 a.m. or something. I don't remember. 7 a.m. Uh, over at, uh, I don't know if you guys remember Becky Brito, but oh, yeah. her mom her mom was the teacher and we'd do it over at her house. Was there much of a Mormon community in Strasbourg? But I, like, I just was blind to it. Probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it didn't just encompass Strasbourg. It was Strasbourg is where the building was, but people okay. came from, from several other towns and it was a good size group. But, you know, in high school, I only had, maybe one or two people I could name who are members of the church. So, yeah. Uh, You said uh, you mentioned something in that, in your explanation. Uh, It was another thing that kind of made my family peculiar. So I kind of downplayed it. It, Did you feel that way when you were coming up? Did you feel like, um, like I've mentioned on, on the, on this, uh, whatever we're doing here, that I was, I have been, I was self-conscious, very self-conscious, you know, growing up, it was more so about myself and how I yeah. came off to people. And, um, and so I wonder, so I'm just curious, anybody coming up, you know, like, what yeah. do they think about what's, what's going on in their brain? Uh, what's occupying their brain? What do they show people? What don't they show people? Did you feel that way? Oh, absolutely. In fact, uh, uh, like, as I told you, uh, when I knew I was going to be a guest on your, your show, I went and listened to the other episodes and I just had a sort of tender connection with you, Joe, for what I I could detect about this, that we were both feeling, um, uh, you know, uh, the fact that we lived out in the woods, wasn't that easy to always, uh, have a friend over, you know? And so Mm -hmm. there, I felt like there was a distance there but then just also knowing the the difference in the way i was being raised and sort of strong religious upbringing and certainly in high school not you know alcohol uh premarital sex those kinds of things were really downplayed or or shied frowned upon (laughs) Um, (laughs) um so 
there's those things, I suppose, but also just the time that we spent. Um, uh, and it's not, it's not, uh, not how to characterize it. It's um, the time that we dedicated to it was about community and about support and um, education. There's a lot of, you know, Sunday school is not something you graduate out of in the Mormon church. You go on into adulthood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, there's, it just is time. Um, and it was something that I always knew just made me, set me apart different from other people. Yeah. Um, so, so did you consider yourself an outsider or did you feel like you were included, like with everyone else? Like, did you feel like everybody was pretty welcoming and friendly or did you feel like there's some kind of something between you and everyone else? I felt like I was included, um, but I didn't always feel like I was being my abs- my like wearing everything about my, mm. my family life gotcha. outwardly. Like I, you, people may not have known the whole me, uh, um, as, as a result of that, which is a shame to think about, you know, um, I don't, I don't think it would looking back on it. I don't think anybody would have been, I don't think anybody would have cared, <laughs> well, but these are, these are the things you go through when you have, you know, a heightened, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's just me, but I mean, you're figuring that stuff out, you know, exactly. throughout those years. Like, what do you show to other people? What don't you show to other people? I mean, exactly. It's just that's just living in my mind. Yeah. But yeah, but it just makes me curious because that's the mind that I have. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's if it's yeah. guys like you and me that feel that way. I also feel as though there was a certain thing like you know, there were certain ways that you had things that you had to do or certain ways that you had to be in order to be, to, to get to adulthood and especially manhood too. Yeah. And so, um, it, it navigating those, those, uh, those standards too is, and I'm using all of this language that I didn't think about it in this way at that time, but I can look back and go, yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to fit here. I was, or I, those certain things that I didn't want to do, I would kind of sidestep them and figure out a way to, to get around them, but still be included in some way, you know? So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm hearing you. I that's, that, that really can resonate with me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, but you were, uh, I mean, you became, Jay man, doesn't, I'm, Jay doesn't have any, uh, he didn't identify. (laughs) Jay just, (laughs) quarterback is Jay and Jay does whatever he wants to. And he's open (laughs) and honest with it and shows everybody everything. Here's (laughs) the thing. Jay had a very adoring mother and he was, were you a single child, Jay? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a, I have a half. Hang on a second. Come around (laughs) till, uh, freshman yeah not till 15 i was a single child only child so no self-confidence uh complex in jay we'll, <laughs> maybe we'll that's talk what it after was. joe <laughs> <laughs> uh i want to talk a little more about the dining room because i had forgotten that seth directed that and i thought that that was actually i thought we did three performances, and i thought two were really good one was a little bit of a <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want to yeah i want to hear seth's experience of it because you in the yearbook said it was, it was your favorite memory. Yeah, your best oh, memory. Yeah, That's your best good. memory. 
so I want to hear your experience. How did that how did that come about? And then what do you remember about it? Because I have very fond memories of it. Yeah. Can we tell I'm everyone done. what the dining room was first for a second, just in case they weren't aware? Like we there's the drama club who put on a show and it was uh, just a, a dramatic piece. And it was like multiple people played multiple parts. And I want to say the people in it were like you, me, Seth, you're in it. Uh, Jamie, of course. Joe Casamassima. Uh, who else was there? Uh, Klinger. Klinger. I remember yep. Dina Calantaris was in it. Bethany Dina Calantaris, Hayes, Bethany Mike Hayes. Klinger, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. I think Spiro, Spiro Ladeus Spiro. was in it. Yep. Somebody's yeah. little yep. sister. Langwa. Well, do you guys know, do you remember uh, Tom? What was his last? Uh, Freshetti, yes. Yeah. He yeah. was in it. Tom was well, in it? Yeah. Which even listing off those people, it's kind of one of the coolest things about it is how many uh, people it brought in who didn't otherwise do a whole lot with, you know. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. musical theater or, uh, yeah. Um, so, right. It, it was, uh, this was the idea of Mr. Mel. Um, and I guess, what was it? Was this our senior year? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'd done a few musicals together and this, this was just his wanted, he wanted to get this thing up off the ground. I, I don't know whether we were the last or if they've ever done anymore, but he wanted to do, uh, instead of just musicals, he wanted to do us a, a spring semester which maybe I'm getting it wrong. Fall semester. When, fall. Okay, so yeah. fall fall he would do a drama and then spring spring he would you do, do the musical. musical. Yeah, yeah. So for us it was the first one of its kind, and um, he approached me and Jamie together about directing it because he wanted it to be student directed, and I was just floored by that, and then proceeded to sink all of my creative energy and and focus into that instead of school, <laughs> <laughs> which is. My typical mode. Uh, so, I mean, everything from like I, I loved um, designing the set for it um, and doing the like the posters, I remember. And then he he actually invited us to cast it. And so we did like, I don't know how we got so many great, such a great cross section of people to audition for it. But pretty much anybody who auditioned, there was there were lots of parts and. Yeah, I'm trying to. I would love to hear some of your memories about like how we. I remember it. meeting Elise Woodling. Elise, Elise, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she was a freshman, and uh, it, uh, yeah, I really liked her. And she played. Uh, I think. Uh, I think Jay and I and Spiro were all in a scene where she played the the mother who was uh, experiencing dementia. Right. And, oh wow. And so we played that scene together. And I think she, I remember her being just really good at it. Um, right. I, and of course, I remember being in the scene with Jay and the architect and the, the architect you know, and the whatever. I, I remember was. I was playing that part so big. Right. I remember. And I was like, yeah, we got to get it doing this and that. And, you know, so much stuff. And then when we actually did it in front of an audience, Jay got the biggest laughs because he was just playing straight and it was just perfect. And I was, and I, I even, I, I, and I struggled too, because I was like, Oh, I got to wait a second for these laughs to die down before I go into the, the next thing. Uh, because he was, you know, just, 
that it was so big and then we played off each other and he was I, I just remember that scene it's just such a great it, it was such a it was such a good contrast between the two of us uh, yeah. uh it, was, it was one of my favorite memories of jay and i and jay and i've been friends now for you know 30 years or so so uh i remember that was a great scene yeah you brought the um that scene with elise you came up with the idea of we're going to sing i am woman hear me roar do you know like that wasn't part of the show that was something that you brought to the table you're like we need to sing a song i don't know if the script said like sing something or there's something that we do but we came up we like you just said hey we're going to do this at this point and we just threw it in there and it I remember it killed <laughs> like it was <laughs> and I remember having to learn the words because I didn't actually know the words to that song I had to go listen to it and it was we the scene ended or it was towards the end of the scene and it was Jay and me and Spiro singing I am woman mm-hmm. together and I remember uh, it got like a, an ovation, you know, like thing, <laughs> and it, everybody cheered. And I was like, oh, my gosh, people are cheering. Yeah. The worst song ever. <laughs> so that's I mean, that's kind of funny where we're talking about our theatrical accolades when Seth was clearly the, the star of the class. So yes. were, you, well, were you the lead in every musical every year? Did that work out that uh, way or? just quickly though on that I, I think that it was the genius of Mr. Mel to recruit some of the most popular people including football players because right. that would drive ticket sales so there are a lot of the people out there in the theater who particularly enjoyed seeing you guys in particular singing those things or acting those things out you know because it, yeah. it was really well done but it was also just fun to see you know? he did that with the musical um, too with ross he would bring I mean, ross yeah, in yeah, exactly. Fred ross and, yeah yes yeah oh my yeah yeah gosh. but go ahead talk, was, i want to talk about that. being the lead like how, what was that like how does that um, feel to like <laughs> be the person that everyone's eyes are on at that you know just like to command an audience at that age or did you feel like you were doing that or uh, I, I, this is something that came really natural for me, I think, because again, back to that sort of self-consciousness, um, you know, I think if you listen to any interviews of actors, um, they, uh, a lot of them fit the same profile as me, which is, you know, feeling like they're always kind of acting a little bit near the, or, you know, not being their complete whole selves. Uh, and so I wasn't all that uncomfortable with it. In fact, um, I, my first year, freshman year, I just auditioned for the chorus. And then second year, they announced it was going to be Oliver. And uh, the part of Fagin is one of the great, it's a really great part. And I remember my buddy Rob Throne was going to, he really wanted to be Fagin. And I felt, I felt unloyal and kind of, but secretly I put on my audition form, I also wanted, you know, I put Fagin as the part that I was auditioning for right. and I, and I got it yeah. and I felt terrible, <laughs> <laughs> but I got over it. Uh, and, and Did he Rob got it? a part. Yeah. That's the question. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> no, he did. he did. He did. He's a great guy. We, um, he got a part as well. And, uh, so that's where it started with me and Mr. Mel. And, um, he kind of took me under his wing. Uh, he kind of had that thing where he would, I remember this was true with a guy uh, who preceded us. And you guys might not have known Chris Bond, who was my brother's class. 
um, would have graduated by the time we got there. But Chris Bond also was sort of taken under Mr. Well, Mel's wing, and he was not the first at all. To the point where I think Mr. Mel kind of, you know, out of necessity, he, Mr. Mel probably had to size up the class people he knew might go out for a show and, and try and sort of plan. So I, I had the sense that, you know, from there on out, he was picking roles that he knew I could do and others could do. So we did Fagan was by far my favorite uh, role in Oliver. Mm-hmm. Um, next we did Sound of Music. Sound of music yeah. And then the third year or last year we did Bye Bye Birdie, which was a bit of a disappointment. He, he had before Bye Bye Birdie, we decided to do that. He had told me that he was trying to get the rights for singing in the rain. Oh, wow. Yeah, which the way he told it to me was as if to say, you know, get your tap shoes ready, you know, like you're going to be the guy dancing in the rain. Right. The, the, the Gene Kelly role or whatever. Yeah. And he, he, he couldn't get it. And then when he announced Bye Bye Birdie, I was I was a little crestfallen at that because you didn't you don't like by you don't like that as a musical. I can't stand that musical. But <laughs> I, I couldn't stand it at that time either. But I uh, it was fun to do though. And you I think Joe, you were in Bye Bye Birdie, weren't you? Jay had a bigger part than me. He was uh, Hugo, I think. I was Hugo. Oh, yeah. Joe was Maude. Yeah. I was a, yeah. I was the bartender Maude, but I pl- I was in like ensemble things doing the dining yeah. room was like okay how often can i do this now <laughs> <laughs> so that got me because you know what was so great about being a part of these performances was uh i was not an athletic person and i i mean i played a little like little league you know uh, so i had like kind of a team experience and really like projects in school you don't really get an idea of what being on a team and working with other people yeah. uh i got a little, little bit with the mountaineer but i didn't really play a big role in the mountaineer but getting to the end of a production and doing your performances that was the that was the first time that i felt like wow we did this all all of us did this together we all of us pieced this together and this is an amazing like team experience that i love that and so it was it was like a pivotal moment for me in being in those productions yeah, and you go into the theater and everything is so charged with anticipation and excitement both on both sides of the curtain. And um, people want, especially like the Saturday night crowd, they, do, they just want to have a good time. And it ends up happening and uh, it's just wonderfully transporting. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, how much uh, musicals are really corny. Some people don't like them, but it's just a lot of fun to do. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Like, I always thought our productions were amazing. Like, as far as, like, for, for what we pulled off for being a high school yeah. production, it was pretty impressive, I thought. Yeah. Well, Mr. Mel was very, Mr. Mel was very serious. You know, right. I think a lot of directors, I, you know how some people would criticize, like, uh, a teacher who was a coach as being, like, more of a coach and less of a teacher? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was really in it for the drama and the musical. And then he also taught English on the side. He was a serious English teacher of, of a sort as well, but mm-hmm. his, his mind was totally on the, on the musical. I think. Uh, I have a great memory of the Boyer boys because we, 
we were in a number together in Bye Bye Birdie. I think it was yeah. Luke Marsh, Boyer Boys and yeah. Luke Marsh. They sang Talk to Me. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, I was not a singer. I'm a terrible singer. Uh, but, uh, I was supposed to sit, do like the bass at the end, which is like, talk to me. And I could never <laughs> get that low note. I remember working and working and working with them on it. And one time when we were practicing, I hit it. And I remember Dave's face was like, <gasps> You did it. <laughs> That's it. Can you do that again? <laughs> he was so like excited for me. <laughs> he had good. He was good at uh, music. He was good at everything. Sports, academics, everything. Yeah, he was another guy that could do it all. He was yeah. amazing. And so humble too. Such a, yeah. I have guy. a terrible story about Dave Boyer, but I, it's not. And I keep it. I can't say it right now. Let's we, save it for Dave Boyer. When we find Dave Boyer, we got to find Dave Boyer. I don't think I can bring it up to him though, because it's whatever. But uh, so moving on. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can stick on high school a little bit. I have a few questions because I don't really know the answers to this. Did you date anyone in high school, Seth? Were you? I did. So not a lot, right? Um, but I I dated pretty seriously in my freshman year. Uh, Lauren Lane. Yeah. I dated her in freshman year because it was sort of a band romance. Um, right. Whatever that is. And then. Um, <laughs> see. Uh, Sounds scandalous. My, my more serious, like, like uh, really serious girlfriend was Kate Clayton. Um, oh, yeah. oh. Who like she opened the world of a lot of things to me. Her, her family. I don't know if you guys remember. I've uh, run Spencer. into them. Yeah. Yeah. I ran into the Clayton's at, a Harvard football game, like when my yeah. son was first born. Yeah. They just, to me, were like the epitome of um, just refinement and kind of classiness. They would have jazz playing in their house um, <laughs> when you arrive. And her mom would make, she would have, she would host dinner parties for, for high school kids. Mm -hmm. and, and you'd have to go dressed nicely. And there'd be wine and bread homemade breadsticks and like all these things just and nice art hanging on the walls but not pretentious you know just totally so she introduced me to like billy holiday and Darren washington and oh gosh like wonderful jazz music we we dated um we we got to know each other uh as waiters together at marita's oh, okay it was me uh, Kate, Jenna Brown, can't remember. There were there was at least four or five high school kids. We were all waiters, and then Kate and I just hit it off, and uh, you know, dated for most of the summer, and then the following year, my junior year, and then she went to Penn State, uh, senior year. But yeah, uh, I remember Kate. Uh, Kate was so friendly and nice for being yes. older than yeah. us. Uh, I yeah. remember also. Uh, Monica, uh, yeah, was so sweet. their whole family, yeah, yeah, great folks. Uh, and is there another younger one? sister too, Sarah? Sarah Clayton, yeah, yep. yeah. And then, then they have an older brother, Spencer, yeah, um, who uh, you can cut this out, but uh, <laughs> I was amused <laughs> to discover on Facebook that, um, you know, all through high school, he was always like loved to 
talk about how he was going to someday join like the Navy SEALs and then the FBI. Secret so Service. Like, yeah. Secret Service. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he, was yeah. Always, he was always like, I could break your neck in this 10 different ways from this position right here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the refinement didn't didn't uh, get to him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it did because he would wear like suit coats to to school, you know, yeah. and he would call <laughs> his kids. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like you're setting up that he's not in the Secret Service, Seth. I don't, I don't know how far <laughs> he got on that, but okay. I thought it was amusing, or it was fitting to discover that he is now a specialist consultant about um, evasive maneuvers in the threat of terrorism and like making your house safe oh, wow. so that you can hunker in place or, and, and thinking through all these terrible scenarios. Like if you right. look on his website, it's all about, you know, like what kind of firearms to keep on you or in your home. Or wow. <laughs> like have that. you seen, Just, have you seen that interview that's out there of him? I may uh, have brushed by it. Yeah. I got I, I, I don't remember the details. A message from my brother saying, did we go to school with this guy? And yeah, it intense. was like that. Yeah. He was talking like, Oh, and then uh, he told a story about some somebody trying to get into his house and how he, you know, yeah. handled that. So yeah, yeah, it was man. Hey, to each their own, you know. Yeah, you look that one up. Okay, so should we leave high school? I mean, I we feel like we talked about most of the things. I I have a lot more, but I mean, we can just move on. Um, so you leave high school and you went to Rice University, correct? Yeah. Okay, and. Uh, I entered the uh, architecture program like on day one, Okay. Um, which, you know, whether that was a good decision or not, will be, will, <laughs> it's going to take a lifetime to figure out, I think, because I'm still <laughs> at it. Right. Frustrated architect. Um, but, you know, because a lot of people don't come to architecture that way. A lot of people do architecture as a, a second degree and like a master's degree. Mm -hmm. Uh, but so it was a great experience in college um, because uh, the architecture program is is kind of like a continuation of all of the things I love to do in in high school in the sense of like you can completely immerse yourself in project work and in creative expression and kind of, you know, just lose your head a little bit of, you know, architects, architecture students stay up very, very late hours, sometimes through the night working on their projects building these meticulously beautiful models and things. And so I was right at home with that. I remember, so uh, this is not to go, but I remember uh, as well, you were pivotal in creating the floats. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we, well, I, I remember one float. I don't know. I, I remember the one we built over at Jamie's house. Oh, that's the one um, I remember. But you were like, you were like, I was like, oh, gee, this guy knows, knows what he's doing. He's got he's got a tool belt on and everything. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's from summers working with my dad on the house. Right, yeah, right. I learned how to but, operate power tools. And you liked uh, Did you so did you like building at a young age, too? Yeah. So, I mean, I joke about whether I should have become, should have become an architect um, because it was kind of written in the stars. The house that my parents built out in the woods, we they hired an architect. And I went over to the architect's house one day. My dad had to pick up a set of plans or something. And he lived in a cool house. And, you know, my parents being kind of, you know, uh, educators and whatnot, they kind of steered us towards classical professions. You know, I think, I think 
because they honestly didn't know better. Like my parents weren't all that up in finance or in law or anything like that. Um, but architect, that's a respectable position, right? And you could put food on the table if you were an architect. Whereas if I became a Broadway actor, I would starve and I'd never be able to be a family man. So they kind of steered and I bought, I, I bit down on that very hard. So yeah, I, you know, I paid attention to architecture growing up because you know, it was what I wanted to be when I grew up. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so never really considered any other path. Did you have favorite architects, Hans Carl Mandel or something? I suppose Frank Lloyd Wright. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember collecting a lot of coffee table books at the, you know, (laughs) those were always my, my birthday presents for coffee table books. How weird is that? (laughs) So, so you had this experience, you go into this architecture program at Rice university, uh, and you, you really sink your teeth into it. Uh, what, what happens there? What what comes next? So, uh, I mean, just as a, proof of sinking my teeth into it, I, I had to tell myself I, I wasn't going to do any theater. And Rice actually is a phenomenal place to do theater because each of the, co- the colleges, which are it's like the English college system. So each of the dorms basically puts on a show every semester. So you have your pick oh, wow. of great theater that you could audition for. And I just had to put my blinders on because I was like, I cannot flunk out of this place. <laughs> You know, and I mean, consequently, I got better grades in college than I ever did in high school, um, just because I was really doing, you know, almost, I'll say 80 percent really creative work. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't do so well in physics and, and uh, calculus, but that's another uh, story. Good decision. Yeah. Do you regret that? I, 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 I live with a lot of regret about that. Um, at, I went through college and then also when I graduated, I still sort of resisted auditioning for things. I got married at a young age uh, and I got married actually between my junior and senior year of college. Wow. Oh, Um, okay. uh, And so I had sort of things going on after work uh, that, you know, I felt like I I couldn't commit that much time to a show and that much I, I get kind of consumed by that kind of stuff. And I didn't want to take that away from a young marriage, you know? So I went a long time. Actually, I I probably went 12 or 12 or so years after high school before I ever auditioned for something again. Wow. So. Wow. Okay. So uh, how did you meet? It's Sharon, right? Sharon. Yep. So, um, well, so there's a, uh, there's a piece of the story. Um, I went and served a mission with my church. Mormon missionaries are iconic. Yeah. So I, I put in my papers and that you, they assign you a place. And so they sent me to uh, a, a Southern state in Brazil called Santa Catarina. And I went and served for two years and became fluent in Portuguese and did that thing. And then I came back to rice. So that was between my freshman and sophomore year. Okay. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. So the, the class that I started out with as freshman had moved on without me. And so mm-hmm. I joined the sophomore class, which happened to contain my wife. No. Sharon. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> She's also an architect. Uh, and the, you know, the cute story, I guess, to share about that is that, um, well, two things. One thing is that while I was away, the teachers who were teaching her would talk about me saying, yeah, you guys are going to have a new classmate join you in a couple of years. And he's really nice and whatever. And she says that at that time, some kind of spark lit for her, for this guy that she hadn't even met. 
<laughs> which is kind of cool. That's great. That is and cool. <laughs> and then when I came uh, and she learned that I was from Pennsylvania and she's from Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, she apparently wore her. She tells me she wore her Pittsburgh Strikers shirt, which is a soccer team, specifically to attract my attention on the first day of class. <laughs> <laughs> sailed, sailed right didn't over my head <laughs> didn't even notice i didn't even catch that she was from pittsburgh but so our time seth our time in pittsburgh with mr white oh yeah the, we didn't we never even talked about that but yeah no no i <laughs> that, i guess i just didn't it didn't even register with me uh what she was she was putting the moves on me i didn't even realize it so it wasn't until uh spring semester we went on a on a, uh, a trip to Paris. And, um, by then I had definitely noticed her. She, uh, she's just a genuinely great person made friends with everybody in a genuine way, not the kind of social butterfly way, but just people, all, everybody was naturally attracted to her personality. And, but she was always taken, she was always dating somebody else. So, uh, in Paris, uh, we both paired off a little bit wanting to avoid groupthink. Because every time you tried to go anywhere as a class, there's 20 kids all trying to decide what to do. And we're like, we're never going to see anything if we, you know, so we just took off the two of us. But she was supposedly dating this guy back at home. And it wasn't until like the third day of that trip that I discovered she had broken up with him. Mm -hmm. I made my move so fast. (laughs) I mean, in Paris of all places. In Paris. And we were an item. Yeah, we were an item like that night. And the rest of the trip. And then after that, the rest was history. So we got married pretty early, um, you know, like a year and a half later. And uh, it's been a wonderful, wonderful companionship ever since. We now have two kids, a five-year-old Remy and a nine-year-old Leo. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Two boys. Nice. Uh, that's, that's a terrific story. I love that story. And, uh, and so I guess you graduated together, right? Yeah, we did. We graduated. So uh, other adventures, I guess, uh, that um, when Rice actually places you in internships for a whole year um, uh, between your fifth and sixth year. And um, it it just happened that we were married at the time. So they had to place us in the same city. And so we went to Boston. And that's how we kind of got started here. And you have to go back to Houston for a finishing year after that internship. But as soon as we graduated, we were, we were like, yeah, all our connections. And we really just loved it here. So, uh, so we moved, we moved right back and we, in 2003 and we've been here ever since. How about that? Uh, I say, I say here, but uh, we are currently actually sort of structuring a move up to here to, to New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, for the, for this new job. And so, and, uh, it, your jobs, you've had different jobs all within architecture. Is that, is that true? Or did you yeah. have a stint as a, I don't know, a, a, a bag boy at a supermarket, yeah. you know, and you stuck with the architecture the whole time. Stuck with, stuck with architecture. She's been a very happy and successful architect, uh, working for the same firm, uh, that she internshiped with actually when we were in oh. school. Okay. Yeah. And they love her to bits. Um, she, she designs aquariums uh, and other exhibits for like science museums and student uh, children's museums and things. Jay, if you've ever been to the, the Boston Children's Museum, she designed that renovation. Yeah, I love that place. Um, yeah. yeah. 
Is yeah. she does she is she Sasaki too, or is that no? Okay. In fact, I'm not at Sasaki either. Um, she's at Cambridge Seven Associates. Oh, okay, cool. Sorry, that's yeah something that people probably won't care about, but yeah. <laughs> the listeners at home don't know that we used to live five minutes from each other. We found that out about six seven years ago. Yeah. You had reached out because you had seen my wife's name on Facebook, and I think this is what you had told me. Yeah, uh, and my wife's an OBGYN, and she was there for the delivery of one of your kids, right? Is that how it worked out? I'm trying to remember how I made the connection to you though. I don't, I don't exactly recall. I think you told Facebook me Facebook some... that you saw that I was married to somebody with that name. I'm only so well, very distinct. And, and your wife has, yeah, she has a distinctive name. So yeah. yeah. And you know, the longer you live in Boston, the, re- the more you realize it's a very small town. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of bummed that your, your company gave up that space in Watertown. That was a beautiful building right there. I know. I know. That's questionable move. I hope that, I hope it works out for them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I want to know about the theater part. So you, you, you jumped in the theater. How did that, like, at one point, did you just, did, did your wife knew that you wanted, this is something that you wanted to do? And did you, or did you say, look, yeah. I've been just, I haven't told you about this, but this is something that's a big part of me and I really just need to do it. Oh, she definitely knew it was a big part of me, but I, I think what explains it is that we were, we were, sort of checking off things on our bucket lists before we had kids. Gotcha. <laughs> and so, um, and a, a show that came on, uh, it was at a, a theater, a very tiny theater called the Vokes Theater in Sudbury. And they were putting on Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's now or never. So I auditioned for that and I got the part I wanted and it was fantastic. I played Anthony, which was like the the love interest that I would not be able to get that part anymore. Not since I put on weight during COVID. (laughs) (laughs) It's happened to the best of us. Right. (laughs) I was going to say, Seth, you look fantastic. Come on. Oh, and you too, Joe. (laughs) He's in tremendous shape. That's what he wants to say. I'm in tremendous shape. (laughs) Tremendous. (laughs) Did you do so? You did Sweeney Todd. And uh, about what age were you when you did that? Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Was it eight years ago or so? Yeah. Six or eight years ago. Probably more. That's so thir- I was probably early thirties yeah. and uh, I just, it was so invigorating and, and it was really gratifying that my wife, you know, it's a, it's a romance part. Like there's kissing and uh, in this, and uh, I was so gratified that my wife was one of the biggest fans. She like, she thought she was only going to want to see it once. And she ended up buying tickets for like four more performances after that so nice really well, how good. long was the run oh they do long runs around here um so there were at least 20 some performances wow. um and yeah and people pay more for tickets you know it's, it was like it was like i don't know i've been i've been searching for that pocono lively arts experience something we didn't really talk about but before high school i did a lot of plays with the pocono lively arts um where it was a little more folksy, but it was still that same sense of camaraderie and like build up to the performance. And then, mm. um, and I've been looking for that here. It's challenging because there's actually a ton of community theater, but it's dominated by people who take it really seriously. Mm-hmm. So like from, from the moment we started rehearsing Sweeney Todd, people were already talking about auditions that they were going for, for the next show. And that just turned me off a lot, actually, mm-hmm. because I want to get I want to give my heart to one thing at a time, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so 
And this idea that they're just bouncing from one thing to the next, just, I don't know. So you have your eye open though. There's something, if you find the right thing, you're like, it's definitely going to oh, yeah. happen. Right. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my kids to be old enough so that we can do it together. Cause that's how I got started. My dad and I were in the music man uh, as kids or at, when I was a kid yeah. and my brother too. Gotcha. Just, oh, that's, that's so neat. Great. Yeah. Uh, and it was just that, so you didn't do anything after Sweeney Todd in terms of uh, performing or anything. It was just Sweeney Todd. Just, well, and then we had kids. So that's oh, crowded then, everything oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, sure. For sure. now. It's not right? like, all right, I'm taking off for, <laughs> for, no, no. for rehearsal now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Can't do it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, so you're in New Hampshire now, right? You just moved. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm in a temporary, like a month-to-month apartment right now, waiting to figure out what we're going to do. Okay. Uh, the job, the job is, a, is a very sure thing, but the, the child care and the housing situation is a bit of, of a bubble here because a lot of people have moved up to New Hampshire and Vermont from, from the cities. Right. So uh, things disappear off the market really fast. Where in New Hampshire are you? I'm just curious because I'm global. I'm in Keene. Okay, so do you yeah. know Mount Manadnock? I, I know Keene well. Manadnock region. Yep. I have a buddy that grew up in Keene. Yeah, it's a really nice spot. Yeah, it's beautiful yeah. up there. We're we're looking for something a little more relaxed anyway, and um, we just you know get, the getting's good yeah. up here. I think nice getting that Cherry Valley feel somewhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you you? Uh, there's something I'm clinging to, and I just have to. I got to ask about it. You said uh something turned you off was that they were taking the the performers are taking things very seriously um so uh i i don't i want to put this the right way uh i always thought of you as a very serious person uh-huh. you know uh and which was almost the complete opposite of me uh very I've, I've always been kind of jolly and yeah. light and i like i think the closest thing that to experiencing the divine is having a good laugh that's what yeah. i that like i i love that uh and i always thought of you as very serious do, have you ever do you think of yourself as serious let me give you a roundabout answer joe first of all mm-hmm my memories of you are exactly what you've described. And it's one of the best things, the best things about you was your laugh. That's funny. Um, oh, thanks. Second, well, second. Uh, hopefully that's a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Second, I, I have just felt such uh, a strong sense of just friendship with you guys listening to these podcasts because of the way you have remained close and, and the laughs and things and just, I've enjoyed it for that, for that reason. I'll just use that as an opportunity to throw that in there. Oh, thanks. Um, but to, I mean, not to go back too many times to this idea of the self-consciousness, but I, I think that got in the way a lot of, of my just being able to have a relax and have a good time mm-hmm. with folks. Uh, I certainly love to laugh and, to, and to have a good time, you know, with my family and um, with closest friends. And it's, I've certainly loosened up a lot over the years since then, mm-hmm. but I think some people might still characterize me as sort of being intense because sometimes I'm trying to, uh, to just play the part that people are expecting of me. And oftentimes in my head over, over, you know, turning the dial too high of what people expect. You've heard of the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go, sure. I go through that a lot, you know, 
Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. 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 Joe and I talk about the George Costanza that we do it all the time. Yeah. You just act angry exactly. and everybody thinks that you're very busy and there's not that you have so much <laughs> <Yeah>. to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, and uh, so I'm actually, I was actually very, I was surprised, but kind of, I kind of feel good that you were like, yeah, you guys are taking this too seriously. Uh, but I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to, act like oh you shouldn't take things seriously obviously every you know everybody's different but yeah i will say that you were always somebody that i love to make laugh if i could get you if i could get you to laugh at something something's really stupid and silly that i was doing uh that was always really like I was it like, was an accomplishment gosh <laughs> not that you were not that you were intense all the time you were you did laugh so but yeah. i always felt like yeah all right all right yeah, yeah. Laugh. that's um, good well yeah i you know um with the theater crowd here in boston i sometimes i take for granted well i probably should have gone into acting because that was something that I didn't like to work very hard at. I just wanted to go and do it and have fun with it. And I take for granted that other people, you know, they put a lot of seriousness into that work um, and work at it very hard. And I just, that puts me off a little bit. For some reason, I just want to have more, be more casual about it. And I don't know, I suppose socially, that probably comes out in all kinds of ways. I'm not, clearly wasn't aware of. <laughs> but. Uh, so should we go to these Thanks for sharing that. Sarah. Yeah, it's great. That's oh, this, this has been a really great conversation. I lo I love talking to you, man. This is this has really been fun. Thank you, Joe. But let's let's do these questions that we we end the. Yeah. Uh, was there anybody in high school that you had a crush on set that you never told? So uh, this is funny <laughs> that you mentioned um, you uh, in the episode that you had with Stacy. Yes. You said that uh, everybody loved sitting next to her because you knew you were going to have a good time. Yeah. Clark and Crowell were always alphabetically pretty close. And so I, I had such a crush on Stacy for the longest time. And then one time I did ask her out, she kind of just laughed and said, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. So that's great. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's probably the best answer we've gotten so far, by the way. <laughs> no one answers that question. Well, she just she just has and i can tell from that interview you did with her she just has this ebullient kind of just naturally uh attractive quality about her she really does you know? she's so fun to yeah. a great smile yeah. yeah yeah um what else do we have uh i think we, we sort of covered favorite teachers was there any other teachers that kind of stood out to you you mentioned mel and janice lee yeah and, mr mel and uh talbot and, yeah and billy Mr. White, you know, I had a great time with Mr. Weitzman. Oh, yeah. He was my scout leader growing up. So we knew him and he knew, you know, my my older siblings because uh, he'd been around since, you know, since the creation. Mr. Weitzman's <laughs> been at that high school. Um, That's so funny. He, he would like really cut me some wide latitude to do creative things in photography class. Right. And but the really fun thing was that, you know, photography class often uh, attracted a pretty, you know, not very serious academically uh, cl class. Mm -hmm. um, 
and he would exchange these knowing glances with me and kind of these knowing, uh, he would sometimes joke about other kids in the class with me uh, because he, he, as if we were just the only two in a, in a room full of crazy people, you know? <laughs> that just, that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I had, I had a wonderful, uh, math, you know, Mrs. Hogan was uh, oh. a wonderful tutor and helped me through calculus or, um, even pre-calculus and calculus. Um, she's a family friend actually, uh, goes way back. She's a member of our church. So, I think she kind of looked out for me. Mr. Sabrinsky, definitely. Uh, Mr. Baylor, and I remember just enjoying his English classes. Oh, yeah, Mr. Baylor. Oh, sure, yeah. I, actually, yeah. I don't know. Have uh, I don't have we released Mia's uh, conversation, Jay? Or he's working on something. But we talked to, to Mia. We talked about Awesome. Mia. Yeah. Oh, I can't, can't believe she hasn't come up. I'd love to hear that episode. <laughs> yeah, we need to get that one out. Yeah. Um, talk about people you'd love to reconnect with. Uh, yeah, she was great. She was good to talk to. Uh, how about, uh, do you have any, did you have any nemeses? Nemeses? In high school? Probably not. In, no. in middle school, I, I was probably in two fist fights in, in middle school, which. Whoa. Wow. That's me. two more than yeah. I was in. Yeah. Really? (laughs) Never been in a fist fight. I I don't even know if I could remember their full names. One kid was named David on the school bus. Um, He and I like met up after school and he, we were going to fight and he (laughs) both, both times, by the way, I got pounded, you know, (laughs) I was terrible at it. Uh, No, he, I remember like we both like set off, in the circle of the middle school and it was like coming around the bend like when are you going to run to him when are you going to run to him and finally it happened right in front of the art arts uh area which you know that's like home turf for me i would have thought i did better <laughs> you were feeling confident because yeah. uh, it was it was your spot <laughs> but, uh and actually I, I think both fist fights i got into in my young career uh ha- ended up the same way that my opponent got me in a headlock and just went, bam, bam. <laughs> and in, in his case, he actually took me and like rammed my head into the drywall there, into the wall. Oh, wow. Gosh. Yeah. This was a, this was a left knockdown me, uh, drag out. Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah. <laughs> mean streets of Stroudsburg. <laughs> wow. So. I, I don't know if you can call anybody else more nemesis than that, I suppose. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you were to uh, visit your high school self, is there something that you would tell, tell him, uh, uh, you know, any wisdom yeah. that you would, that you would give to him? I suppose, you know, just be more uh, yourself with people, you know, let people into your, into your life more. Don't be, don't think of yourself as uh, separate from everyone so much. Lighten up. <laughs> yeah. You were a huge part of the high school experience, I think, for me yes. anyway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's, it's really cool to see, to hear stories like that, that Jay told from elementary school, that you're, 
you know, the use of negative space and some uh, art <laughs> art project, then it goes up and is in the Stroud Mall. And yeah. then that that just keeps that that whole create creative, but also uh, intelligent uh, creativity just moves forward throughout your entire life to the point where mm. you're, you know, you're in New Hampshire, uh, starting a new gig uh, at an architecture and doing an innovative way, uh, yeah. uh, embarking on an innovative way, innovative way. That just seems so, um, it seems like such a culmination. Mm. Uh, uh, and I don't know if you feel that way. Uh, oh, well, this has been, this, this conversation has is given me a chance to reflect back on it in the way that I you know. Yeah, it does sound like a pretty good story. <laughs> it's a good story. Uh, all right. Well, well, one thing you know, I completely forgot to mention superlatives. Seth, you were most musical. You were also apple polisher. Do you remember those senior superlatives? Apple polisher. Yeah, wow. we were just saying huh. that's was what a I'm strange. I the guy that had the teacher. The teacher flipped the desk over at him. I thought that was me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how why you would. Do that. We had the oddest superlatives. We had another one called underrated. It was literally called underrated. What? Why? Yeah. Who would let like, us do these? These are things? good people, but nobody likes them. Like, yeah, what did that, that mean? One? What kind of category? I Who was know. underrated? Uh, I don't even want to guess. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, we all underrated Joe Casamassima. That guy is amazing. Yes, right. Yes, was, I loved that episode. <laughs> Hats off to you, Joe. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, oh, underrated was uh, John Glenn and Bethany Hayes. I don't, mm. I don't know why. Uh, and the other thing is your worst memory was shamrock pins. Do you remember why that is? I have no <laughs> recollection of that. Yeah, we'll, we'll edit that part out then. <laughs> um, huh. Well, I think that's it. Uh, thanks, Seth. This has been fun. Uh, it was great. I mean, this is such a nice conversation to be a part of. Yeah, I really enjoyed pleasure. it. It's, it's really pleasure. good to reconnect and see you. And it seems like you're doing great. And uh and again, you look absolutely <laughs> terrific. <laughs> uh, if anyone wants to reach out, they can find us at crimsonsheen.com or on Instagram or Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. If anyone knows where the boyers are, please, somebody reach out. We got to get in touch with those guys. The whole yeah. high school is looking for you right now. And if you have any suggestions for future guests that you want to hear, just let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone.